What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Bit of Heavy hate! this on a Tuesday. Big week in the NFL, Middlecoff. Big week in the world of sports. Big week in the world big of YouTube. Day. Big week to be alive, guy. Big, big week, week to, just yes. happen, happen to be breathing. Good week uh, to be doing a podcast. Good happy to, to have my ACLs and my mic working. Oh, my God. Don't have an MCL, but... Oh, my God. Actually, I never got the MRI. Is the MRI machine the tube? You ever got an MRI? Never got an MRI. Pretty sure it's the tube, yeah, that you just have to sit motionless in. And they put you in the whole tube. Sounds absolute for like 45 minutes. Don't move a muscle, I think is what they tell you. Sounds awful. Our our mutual friend, Dr. Schwartz, wanted me to get one. But then I realized that he he thought it was torn. I just, I don't want to go on crutches. I can't afford to, uh, especially during during these corona times, afford to be even less immobile. Uh, that could be an immediate 15 pounds. Dri- driving foot or a breaking foot? Driving foot, but I, th- I do think you could still work with it. Could, Wait, you, you break, could you drive? You, you, break, your- you break with your left foot? <laughs> no, I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. No, that's a good point. That's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> little weird. That, is, that would be weird, yeah. Only if I'm on an extreme incline or decline. You got to you know work both pedals, but... Yeah, yeah. You just you just <laughs> use one foot. Okay, I was like, Am I weird? <laughs> Wait, you use your right foot? <laughs> Podcast brought to you by. I just blew your mind, man. Ease.com, Promo code ham. Promo code ham ten. If you're a returning user, ham ten. If you're a new user, John, twenty bucks off an order of fifty dollars or more with the promo code ham. You could have two ACL surgeries. Don't matter. They deliver to you. Yep, ease.com, promo code HAM. If you're a returning user, HAM10, just go to the website, eaze.com. You can scroll around, vapes, pre-rolls, topicals, you name it, they got it. Ease.com, promo code HAM, 
First-time users, if you've, if you've already used it, get your mom, your sister, your brother, your girlfriend, your roommate. Do what you got to do to get that because it gets you $20 off a purchase over $50. Ham 10 gets you 10% off. Last week was vape week. I'm sure they got deals going right now. Check it out, ease.com. Promo code HAM or promo code HAM10. We're here for you. Tell your friends, tell your friends. Just got to be 21 or over. Get verified online in minutes. Get delivered to you uh, uh, in person in minutes. Ease.com. Uh, ease 10. No, wait. What did I just do? Ease.com. Yeah, promo e- code HAM. Ease.com. Yeah. Promo code HAM10. Podcast yep. also brought to you by mybookie.ag. Promo code HAM1. Woo-wee! We were, uh, you know, we had the Saints and the points. We're wrong about that one on Monday Night Football. You can be right. When you're right, you get paid at mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Yep, guy, just go to mybookie. Uh, we're up currently $715. We started with $250. We're now at $17, $715. That's just right. Through two the weeks. Saints so game was not our lock pick. Yeah, we're rolling. Though right, I man. did dabble a little bit on the over and won a little cash. I'm go. up pretty good. We'll dive into the lock here in a little bit. They got games, obviously the NFL week one, or excuse me, week three. It's already, fuck, the NFL flies by. We're in week three. The SEC, Southeastern Conference, Mm. is that what it is? Mm -hmm. That starts this weekend. Uh, Full slate, every team's playing. I I don't think the schedule's great week one. No, but there's a couple good games. You've got, air quotes, John, a couple ranked games this week. (laughs) Yeah. We'll also go to my bookie. If you want to get on college football, we got a Thursday night game in about a little over 48 hours. Dolphins, Jaguars, you know, Minshew, Fitzpatrick, gamble on the game, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. We don't have golf for a while, the majors, uh, the NBA's rolling. I, I did, I guess by the time this comes out, the game will be played. But the Nuggets, like you can get them pretty good value just each game. I, I think they're just going to be in some of these games. I, I don't think they're going to get swept. I think they're like plus 250. Again, you've already listened to this going into the Tuesday night game or the game's already happened, but you want a little dabble. You need something to do during the week. Uh, World Series odds, the playoffs are kind of taking shape in baseball. What are they, about two weeks away from headed to a bubble? Uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. MyBookie. You bet, you win, they pay. Pretty simple. All right. Uh before we get into everything, Raiders game, Niners, some other breeze, a bunch of stuff. Let's should we just talk for a minute about our lock of the week. Last the first two weeks, like John said, we're up seven hundred, more than seven hundred bucks. We've picked one game, put two fifty on it. That money has rolled over, and we've just said we are we are going until we run out of that money. So right now it's going yes. well. This week it is harder to pick a lock in mybookie.ag. Your first reaction was the Niners plus a uh, Niners minus four. Yes. You also suggested on the stream that we did on YouTube and Periscope on Monday night, not a podcast, just a, a video stream that maybe we should go lions money line. Plus two. Well, I just, I just, I just threw out a, I, I, I'm a, I'm eventually going to want to take a swing. Just take a fucking swing, especially when we got a little, a little money in the hopper, right? We're not, if we were to lose this week, we're done for the year. We got a little banked up, though I still like a game or even two. I know you kind of like the Tampa-Denver game. We should probably just play it somewhat safe these first month and then maybe take a swing on a really good value. Because the one thing you know in the NFL is there gets to a point in time where you get some crazy lines and just some really good value on underdogs. Like, you could be a really, really shitty team and win four of your 16 games. Right. 
So you're going to get value for, and really there would be probably more than four of the, even their wins, probably seven of their 16 games, they're going to be in and, and, and cover the spread. So I eventually want to put on an underdog money line. I don't necessarily know if Lions in Arizona is the game, though I just think you're playing a really good quarterback. They have been competitive, right? They've taken two leads in back-to-back games. They were kicking the shit proven out of the Proven they Bears. can't win with a lead. Proven they can't win well, with a lead, but proven. then they were they, up. they have not won when they had the lead. In, in in two games. Yeah. And then they were up big on the Packers right away 14-0. So you just, you have to acknowledge, they do have a very, very talented quarterback and a team that can score points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I Look, my reaction last night when you said it was, I don't love it. I watched them today. I don't love it. But I don't hate it because I, I think you're on to something with them in Arizona. They're plus five and a half in that game too. But at 222, a $250 bet pays whatever, 500 plus. So yeah, uh, two hundred. Now th- this is this is not what we. Yeah. So, but the idea is to nail a pick, right? That's yeah, that's where to me. I think our philosophy through two weeks, we've done one thing and one thing really well. We've bet against the New York teams. We bet against the Giants week one, won pretty easily. We want bet against the Jets week two, and we won extremely easily. Mm. Like we never even broke a sweat really in that game. Yeah. So my take would be bet against like the Jets this week. It gets a little more dicey because the number jumped up like three points immediately. I would imagine by kickoff is that number close to twelve? Yeah. Are the Colts good enough to be favored by twelve no. over anyone? But if they were going to be favored by 12 over anyone, it would be the Jets, right? It is the right team. Yeah, but like so, uh, Phillip threw for like 340 yards against the Jags and lost week one. Yeah, I, I I would not feel that comfortable, even though I am comfortable betting against the Jets. That number's a little high. Uh, I, I think the Niners, even with Nick Mullins, minus four. Now they are missing their starting running back. Obviously, the other injuries, we know guys are out. But to me, just like Mozart isn't playing, that's... He does provide like he has fourteen points in two games, right? He has multiple he could touchdowns. Could have had twenty one, right? The the, the second touchdown, McClinchy called back. Yeah, to me, if he was playing, I'd feel very, very good about it. But I, I still lean the Jets, Broncos, uh, Tampa. Is Tampa kind of getting their mojo? They they didn't really execute Teddy Two Gloves. Like they, it's not like they beat him forty to ten, right? Teddy right. Two Gloves was in the game at one point in time. I think it was twenty one fourteen. And McCaffrey got hurt. That makes me feel better. Uh, Where the Panthers play this week? No, no, but I'm just saying, uh, Carolina yeah, is yeah, plus no, six I, and a half against the Chargers. I don't like. Uh, no McCaffrey. Anthony. Don't don't totally hate that game, but yeah, I don't trust Anthony Lynn. Uh, so anyway, Niners right now two fifty pays two twenty basically minus four. So maybe it, we're leaning listen, there, but we'll get into. If if you want to, if you give me the go ahead, I'm in on the Lions. I'm in on. It. Now it's risky, but I'm in on a little risk. I like a little risk. If you just want to play it safe, look. Which if I'm that's going to be cool, our pick, because we have guaranteed extra, money, uh, we, we have. Can we can we call it our lock of the week if we're just taking the Lions, not because we think they're the lock of the week? But no, to me, we're no, if we're taking money. it. It's, it's no, if we take it, it's our lock of the week, and we're fucking all in. I'm already convinced. I'm good with it. You think they're going to win but the I, game? I'm just good betting on it. I like the value. I fucking feel good about it. All right. Will we at least get to watch that game? Uh, probably not. But uh, again, to me, the lock of the week, to me, is the Niners-Giants. Though it pays half as both? much. 
Well, I was thinking about we could put 150 on the Niners and then 100 on the Lions. I see now a little. Would you want to do those? We're already we're already breaking we're already breaking what we were doing though, <laughs> right? Can we do? A, I'm gonna bet on the line. I'm gonna bet on the Lions on my own. John Lions money line 49ers minus four. That $250 parlay pays 1286. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, I, just keep that out there just in the ether. Thought. Okay. That's that's keep that out there in the I, your eyes lit up. I do think you'd be very mad at me though if we do that parlay and the Lions lose by 20. Yeah, but if we're gonna put 250 on that parlay or we're gonna put 250 on the lines to win money line, we might and we love the Niner pick more. If we're going lines money line anyway now for the same amount of money. Guy, I'm fucking in. I'm fucking in. Done. Lines money line, 49ers minus two. Uh, minus four. You want to put the $250 on that parlay. Why not? If we're gonna, yeah. if you're thinking about putting the 250 on the line on the lines minus four, but you feel, I mean, sorry, on the lines money line, but you feel better about the Niners minus four. <laughs> that will that get your juices going? Ten a.m. Right morning? now. <laughs> you want to do that? If we love the Niners, and we and like, because you were kind of convincing me that we should go lines money line two fifty on them, so might as well combine the two picks. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Because basically we're taking our risk. Think how mad we'd be if Mullins fucks us. <laughs> but we would but it's like that's a better bet than the yeah. Lions game. So I'd be mad uh, if yeah. we went minus four on the Niners and ignored the Lions and the Lions won and the Niners fucked us. I'd be mad either way. I know. I'm in. Okay, do it. And and remember last year, week one, the Lions were blowing out the Cardinals and the Cardinals came back and they tied. Is there something like they do feel kind of comfortable against them? Now, they, granted, that was week one, Kyler's first ever start, but remember that? They were up like 27 to three and they blew that huge lead. Vaguely. Kyler scares me. I'm going to be honest. I felt better about this until you said his name. Yeah, it's risky. Kyle Shanahan clearly left the door open early in the week. Jimmy Garoppolo has not yet been ruled out for this week as we're discussing this on Tuesday. Uh, as we talked about in the last podcast, given the way he walked off, four to six weeks felt like an extreme end of the injury, but he's clearly not going to be close to 100%, even if he can go this week, would you lean, even if he says, I'm 70% I can play, Mullins, or would you consider going with Jimmy back on this field against the Giants? Yeah, to me, guy, given the opponent that you're playing, I think the second worst team in the NFL now with Saquon injured, I would just play Nick Mullins. And we said from the jump, we're not doctors, but we've watched enough sporting events to know when you're able to jog off the field and your injury, like you can jog off with it. We've seen ACL guys walk off, right? Yeah, so Bosa, there's sometimes with, you, Bosa tried to walk, just sat down. Yeah, th- there are times with knee injuries, guys have gotten off the field. And then you find out the next day, what? Like, I, I think Mozart's a good example. You're like, all right, he's just taking a piss. And then all of a sudden he doesn't come back and now he's got a sprained MCL and he's out of, who knows, a couple weeks. I did feel good about Jimmy going, I don't think he's your typical high ankle sprain that's going to miss a month. Now, I also think he's clearly injured enough that, did you see Kyle? When he got hit on his leg, Kyle's like, that should have been a penalty. Yeah. And then he got hit again when he was down, and he said that the ref couldn't get his mask off to blow the whistle. And, and it just, what? And it just whatever, disaster. Now, the, the, taking the mask off doesn't change throwing the flag. But still, you should have blown the whistle so the guy didn't hit him once his knee hit the ground. I would just roll with Nick Mullins. 
I would not risk Jimmy. Gives him a week to go into an Eagles game, which whether the Eagles win or lose, I think that it's fair. We will look at the Eagles as an opponent, regardless how good they look this week, much different than we looked at the two New York teams, correct? Just in terms of the talent on their roster, their head coach. It's just, we're not, I know for a fact, I will not be viewing them as some lock of the week. Yeah. Right? Uh, So I, I just think that you... Almost like you're playing a fifth starter right now in baseball, and you're like, I just think we can hit them. We can rest a couple guys and still win this game. It's one of those situations, and you already feel confident in this guy. I would also feel a little bit differently if you're like, you know, Jimmy's. Pro- it's probably 50-50 early in the week if we can get this guy. We haven't seen Nick Mullins play a game in a long time. He did just get a half of reps. like That, that is a lot for a backup quarterback, right? A lot yeah, of backup and- quarterbacks. Never play a snap all season long. And I thought, too, after the game, he wasn't – he said what you would think a guy who's been in with a team four years would say. He's like, I've been here four years. Like, there's no reason for me not to know what I'm doing out there. There's no reason for me not to be able to handle it. Um, the one thing with Mullins you see is he does – maybe it is the – it's truly the Favre in him because he's Brett's boy. But he does make some throws. You're like, is Nick Mullen supposed to try to make that play? That's the well, he one doesn't have the arm thing. To do but some but he doesn't. Stuff. But yeah. he tries it, which I, on one hand, respect a little bit. But yeah, I mean, look, the 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 basis of Kyle Shanahan or Mike Shanahan's offenses have been, you can interchange running backs and still have success. Now it doesn't mean every individual. They, they is are missing. The they are potentially missing. I know. Two. Remember Jeff Wilson Jr. <laughs> had a three touchdown game last year. Goal line carries. I'm just saying. Suckered me into a fantasy trade. But I'm not saying you just, oh, Mostert, no problem. Clearly, that's not the case. But there's enough this week because of who your head coach is uh, that you that I still expect them to win this football game without Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and like you said, the schedule after this week, you lose all of this kind of wiggle room that you had here in New York, even if New York and its field created it. So you just got to get yourself as ready as possible. I mean, part of this extends to Kittle too, right? Like I would lean, don't play Kittle on this field this week if you can, unless he's, unless you're telling me he's 100, percent which he's not going to be. So yeah. uh, you got too much coming up, and you do have to play the long game here a little bit with with Jimmy. I I think there is nothing like when you are an employee, when you are a kid with your parents. Mm-hmm an employee with your boss, when you're a player with your coach, knowing that person believes in you and knowing that person has your back. And the one thing you said about, I think, well, you bring up Nick Mullen's been there for four years. It's not that just he's been there for four years. He jumped somebody. Like Kyle Kyle's Shanahan guy. vaulted his him over the guy. And he's never budged. Like I Remember last year, it was like, who should be the backup quarterback? It wasn't even a conversation. This really, at last year, once the season started, this year never came up once. Nick Mullins is their backup quarterback. That's Kyle's guy. Over his other guy that he drafted, which I think he's acknowledged isn't good enough, but Kyle clearly likes, keeps him around. Maybe non-corona, do they keep three quarterbacks? I don't know, but probably. I don't know if it would have changed much for Kyle, right, to have three quarterbacks. His starting quarterback had been injured before. But I think Kyle Shanahan legitimately likes Nick Mullins. I don't even think it's arguable, right? Likes he believes in that player. Yep. Likes trust, knows he knows what he's doing. And I think 
that he thinks he's talented enough to run this offense. Because the one thing you'd say about Kyle's offense, it is not the the success is not determined on a big arm guy, right? He historically shows you that. At one point in time, guy, even going back to his dad, he put all his chips in the table on Jake Plummer. Like they they like a, a guy that can move and a guy that in can just be put the ball where they want him to go because they're scheming him open. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is Kyle's like favorite. Matt Ryan. Even even Jimmy is not Mahomes, right? I mean, and I'm not that's not even unfair, but he's not you would consider like a top 12 arm talent. He's not Derek, not even close. And I think he's very comfortable playing with guys like some coaches aren't that comfortable playing with a weak arm guy. Me personally guy as uh if I the path I was on through my 3 years like one day when I become a GM, that what I that's not my type guy. I lean a guy, I like a fucking guy that can sling it. Now, sometimes you get Carson Wentz, he's just throwing you picks and drive you nuts. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine... I'm still I'm still a sucker for that. I would personally. imagine part of that, too, though, is like, if you're a really good offensive coach, you feel like you can manipulate more, right? As opposed to if you're a coach who doesn't. Maybe you're not an offensive coach who, who would scare you more, the guy that can make off-script plays. But if you're a really good offensive coach, your primary desire... It's probably a guy that can do you, you saying, I know what's going to work. You just do what I tell you to do. Again, it's not that Mahomes, that's why Mahomes and Andy are such a scary combination. Because if Mahomes does what Andy says to do, it's probably going to work. And the moments where the play gets blown up because Andy's not right 100% of the time, Mahomes can do some other shit. And the stuff but, that, and Andy's ability to say, here's what we should do, it's bigger because Mahomes can do some crazier shit, right? But, but my, my, my pushback is like, no, I, I, I'm like, I can't flip-flop. I don't ever flip-flop on the weak-arm guy. Once I don't like you, I don't ever go back. With the strong-arm, talented guys, like, you know, Cam the last couple years. Sunday night, like, goddamn, Cam Newton! You know, all, two straight weeks of Wentz, back-to-back games of, like, three or four touchdowns. Like, I'm telling you, I would not be giving up on this guy. Yeah. And that's part of elite talents in probably more so in football at that position Stafford guy is going to have a 15-year career in Detroit and have zero career playoff wins. I know. And it'd be like, I'm telling you, if he just would have got with Sean Payton or Kyle, fuck. Matt Stafford, I'm telling you what it was. Brett Favre, he just got put in the shitty situation. That's how we'll talk about him till his dying days. That's why I'm, we might bet on him this week. I mean, it's just, you, you can't ever quit him. I, but would you rather have golf or Wentz right now? Well, but do you think if Wentz was in a little more less chaotic LA, it'd be a little easier? I See, now I'm making excuses I, for him. I, I think <laughs> he might be the chaos. I think that might be fair. And I think Jared is the I think Jared is I think they're different they're just different people. But you you would agree, let's say worst case scenario, Eagles go like two and fourteen, and Wentz just has a season from hell. And I'm not even obviously they're not gonna do this. They just cut him. How many teams would be lined up to fuck with Wentz? Yeah, I mean, everybody that needs yeah. one. And some but but I, even one. you personally, like, I, 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 I'm with you. You were the one that alerted me to the worst pick probably the first two two weeks, given what was on the line, how tight the game was, and how he had been playing. You're not out on Wentz yet, are you? No, As just but a player. I, no, it's trending in the wrong direction. But I'm closer to out than all in, and I was, and you know, I was all in. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's a separate. I, 
you can't. Here's what we know with the 49ers. But like Kyle, the, the Eagles could not function with Mullins, where Kyle can function with a guy like Mullins. Well, yeah, function. Can he make the playoffs as Mullins is the quarterback for the rest of the season? I'd bet against it. No. Yeah, so you, so we know you need Jimmy, and this goes to the argument. So you, what we know is that you're I even, need Jimmy I even back. think we could confidently, I think we could confidently say they could not make the playoffs with Mullins. So we know they need. I fair. I'm with you. So we know they need Jimmy back this week. Take advantage of the fact that you don't need him in this game. Yeah, and some of it's on Mullins. You got to play within yourself. Just play within what Kyle asks you to do. You're not Brett Favre. Not even close. Just play within yourself. And that'll be enough for Brett to call post game. <laughs> yes. We know what official now, Nick Bosa, their MRI machine got to him finally. ACL out for the year. What now? Ziggy Ansa, we talked about him on the last pod. Uh, you scouted him once upon a time when you were in the league. He's in. Baldy did a big breakdown on Javon Kinlaw, says he's better. Eric Armstead, the 18 or $20 million man, had a nice game. So now what? I mean, now that the answer is is in stone that Nick Bosa is out, what does this defense become? Well, they lost their best player, guy. So they're not going to be as good <clears throat> as what they would have been, and they weren't going to be as good as last year. It's a devastating blow. We mentioned that on Sunday. There's no way around it. I, I would say it's the most devastating injury of the weekend. I, I saw someone write a tweet. Is the Bosa injury worse for the Niners than the Saquon injury? And I saw, and that I saw Drew, Jeff What the fuck Sh- is that? Jeff Schwartz tweeted, tw- uh, quote tweeted it like, what are you guys talking about? Like, the Niners are good. The Giants suck. Like, what, what, what are we doing? One, guy's, one team was going to win two or three games. The other team defending NFC champs. Like, yeah, the fucking Nick Bosa injury has a much bigger impact on the fucking NFL, right? Like, they were, it's, it's a kick in the dick. As someone with the 49ers texting me last night, 2020 royally sucks. Like that, and I think it's just that them living in the moment of that game Sunday was just devastating. Just the carnage of the game. Kyle, I, I know you saw this. That you had mentioned this. I didn't quite comprehend that their plane didn't work, guy, because someone had had crashed into the plane. So they had to go to SFO. They were supposed to arrive at New York at nine o'clock. They got the, to the hotel at 4.30 in the morning. And then the carnage that happened 24 hours later on the field, but it's capped off by this guy. Like, I, I don't think the not On like a Kyle field Shanahan, you have to play on again next week. Yeah, like, do you think he's that caught up right now in just Jimmy Garoppolo's ankle? I, it sounds like he's okay, right? Uh, they understand it's not that big a deal. Honestly, even hearing him talk about Mostert, I think they think it's a lot. They, it's a mild sprain. Yeah, You know, do. I think the Bosa injury is one of those where... And I've been in just I vividly remember just being either at Fresno State when we would lose a key player, but definitely in the NFL when you'd lose a key player. It's like no one talks. And it's I always felt like after a loss, sometimes I'd walk into the building and be like, I didn't lose. I wasn't running those shitty plays. Like, what do do I got? I mean, I'm mad because we lost, but it's like. I'm not going to be that. I didn't just blow the game, right? They're like, I'm looking at you, D-line coach. Get your guys rolling. But when an injury, that is something like, holy shit. Well, our our, our star player is in a cast down in the training room right now, and he's out for the year. Or our first-round pick is not going to play another game. I I think it somewhat helps that they're just in the middle of nowhere in the Greenbrier to not just sit on this. Like, if they had just been at home. 
and just shown up to the facility of just like, where's Nick? You're just kind of out of sorts, just kind of doing your own thing. If if there's any place to be at lose a guy like this, just be at some random venue. So maybe you're just not at the top of mind. Because it had that plane flight had to be really weird. You just beat the shit out of a team. If if we said the Niners got hurt. Yeah, because you you want to be happy that you won. But how can you be? I don't Nick? think I don't think it was a ha- I don't think it was a happy locker room. Do you? No. And even Kyle said after the game, it was kind of weird. He's like, guys are happy that they won. But the thing with Nick and he said, Nick, he didn't say all the injuries combined. If you said the Niners are on a one to ten scale of anguish over their injuries at a ten, let's just say, because, you know, if you said Jimmy Moster, just the whole thing, if you said nobody's hurt except for Bosa, where would it be an eight? It would still yeah. be really. I mean, it's just he's one of the best players in the NFL. He's one of the best players on your team. Like you said, this is a team that we kind of assume was going to take a step back on defense anyway. Buckner's gone. It's just it's even though they got a lot of talent still on defense. He's just. Did you forward me that video of him picking up the offensive lineman and tossing him <laughs> into the quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> DeForest, yeah. It's safe to say the Minnesota Vikings don't match up well against DeForest Buckner. <laughs> he kills them. They don't want to see 99 mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's devastating. So, I mean, what now, would you say that uh who t- who tweeted that the Niners defensive quarterback rating so Bill went up? Barnwell said that the 49ers last year opponent quarterback rating went up 10 points when Bosa came off the field. And they were a better defense last year. And they were right? a better defense last year. Yeah. So you know, it's significant. Uh, part of this is like, if you go, okay, who can be better or what can you get? What's, what, what, what is different from last year, this year? Well, Kinlaw is different, right? So you need him to, you need him to be really good. Simple as that. Well, I, I, I text a couple what's friends. What's the deal on now, Ziggy? I, I, I text, what's Ziggy's deal? Here's one comment. He's so stiff now, lost some power, long and plays hard, but struggles to finish. Another guy, if he's healthy, he's got a little more left in the tank. Length and motor are obviously pluses. Still runs well, can rush a little inside. He is a freak athlete. I mean, guy, he went to BYU to run track. You know, he's from first, like, he came from Africa. Like, legitimately, I think a senior year in high school to the Salt Lake City area. Okay. Goes to BYU. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall, who was the coach at the time, they had never heard of him. He did not come to play football. He went to BYU and then he like joins the track team because he's a freak athlete. What the story was, one day he was playing pickup basketball. It must have been in the spring. So like football players would go play pickup basketball, which happens at all these universities. Cause I don't know, when you're a good athlete, you just go dominate other sports. And he was, I guess, just dunking. And a couple guys on the team were like, What the fuck? You know, because he's six five. He was on the tr- he could run. Like he was like a four five guy at 280 pounds. The two guys, I guess, that were in the game go up to Ziggy and go, bro, can you come to the facility with us and meet our head coach? So the, clearly BYU has some pretty mature, has some mature yeah. Like They bring him. He's on the team by the next year just playing special teams. When I scouted, they're, it was just a senior year. They're used to recruiting. The student athletes yeah, at BYU and, you take a two-year mission, spend <laughs> that, a lot of time recruiting. That, that is true. And then by the like halfway through the season, he's just playing defensive end and like, chasing down guy BYU schedule every year like they play really yeah. good teams by, by the end of the year guy he goes fifth overall went from not playing football to not even on the team to like his junior year to starting halfway through his senior year to going top five in an NFL draft 
and then multiple double-digit sack seasons. Like, if it wasn't for injuries, his career was, like, on an upward trajectory, right? Yeah, I mean, he... But it, he has eight sacks as a rookie. by injuries. Seven <laughs> yeah. and a half his third year, second year. Fourteen and a half his third year. At that point, you go... Star. Is this guy going to get a max contract? So, now this is, you know, five years after that, right? What year was that? 14? 15, he had 14 13. and a half sacks. What happened in 16? Because he played 13 games, but only had two sacks. Was he just banged up the whole I think year? He battled the na- I think he battled an ankle injury. He had ankles and the knees. I mean, th- th- again, there's... Ankles and knees. Here's where I'm not, I'm not acting like there's a reason you sign a guy on September 21st, right? Yeah. He's just... The, the whole league had the opportunity to sign him. And I think the whole league... When you sign a guy like this, you just he could get injured. Now the Niners, they don't have a choice, right? They just don't have this. They just legitimately don't have a choice. This is their only fucking option. I would say if if they could get like four or five sacks out of him throughout the rest of the year, actually, let me. That's that's, that's probably even bullish. Okay. If they can just get him to play in a, in seven eight games, that'd be a win, right? Just get him to play in games. Right, not play two games and the second game go down. Yep, for the just game. be a part of a reliable rotation. Yeah, which is makes Yvonne Kinlaw's lot. life easier. Yeah, I do think more now is asked of Javon Kinlaw to be a really good player, which is like welcome to the league, Rook. Yep. We need you. Right, and in fairness, when you get drafted at 14th, like that's usually those teams are depending on you. Mm-hmm. Right, we thought he'd have a soft landing. His soft landing is gone. Doesn't mean he can't perform. But it's just the soft landing's gone. Right. They need impact plays. I'm not even talking sacks. or They just need him around the ball, creating havoc. Create a couple. Toss a no Create lineman. an interception. Make Daniel Jones yeah, throw a pick or, this week. Fumbles, you know, create a fumble throughout the next several weeks. Just do shit. Do shit. do shit. Shout out to the listener who tweeted at us, John. The truck delivering his new sleep number bed because he went to sleepnumber.com slash ham. That's what we ask you to do right now. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Save $700 on select new sleep number 360 smart beds up to 700 bucks. The official sleep partner of the NFL. Just go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Guy, compared to your average sleepers, sleep number bed owners, our newfound bed owner, is going to average more than an hour sleep per night than non-sleep number. You spend one-third of your life, guy, one-third of your life in your bed. One of the most overlooked solutions for sleeping better is your mattress. Schedule dual worry time. If you you and your partner have racing mind before bed, designate 20 minutes in the evening to put your worries and concerns on paper. A lot of things you can do. Stick to bedtime schedule. Select a bedtime. But the biggest key, just get the right mattress. And Sleep Number, they have the right mattress. I'm telling you, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Get on it. Here's what you do. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Shop your way there. You can go to a Sleep Number store, but go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. If you're just thinking about it, see how you can save up to 700 bucks on the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed. We appreciate your support. With temperature balancing benefits, so you both sleep just right at night or by yourself, Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Our friends, too. Shop your way to sleepnumber.com slash ham right now. All right, let's talk about someone, something we haven't spent a lot of time on because he has missed the field so much. D Ford, it turned out, had a neck, and then Kyle said it's actually a back injury. They restructured his contract before the season, presumably. I know our buddy Chris Biederman tweeted at the time. Feels like maybe this is making room for a Trent Williams uh, extension. They traded a second-round pick for him. They've got – do you have the cap number for next year for D Ford? I mean, it's – 
massive. Was cap numbers twenty one million, but the dead caps fourteen. Ugh. So th- this, I think we can say definitively, the D four deal is an L. And is there any way What's to a save it? Is it a, is it a double L? Because the original it's deal was L. an L when they when they acquired them, and then doubling down has des- devastating consequences. De- devastating might be strong. But has real consequences. Yeah, real. That's a good yeah, way to sig- put it. Yeah, sig- significant. Real I, significant. I, I just think, I think any time that you make deals, I think it works in life, but it works in sports with trades. I think trades and free agent acquisitions, out of desperation, they tend to fuck you, right? I, I really think, we, we see it all the time. We've seen it for years in the NBA. In the NFL, it happens a lot with free agency, in the last handful of years, it happens with trades. When you think you're desperate at a position and force a need, it, sometimes it can really backfire on you. And I think the Niners, they were so desperate for a pass rush, and they did this deal two years ago. A month later, they got Nick Bosa. And then throughout that year, they realized Eric Armstead was good. And then a year later, they have Javon Kinlaw on their team. They could have just found D Ford for a quarter of the price and not given up a second-round pick and had more money to play with. And then, I understand why they did this, as long as they keep Trent Williams on their team. If Trent Williams has a good season and is not on the 49ers, and you did this to clear up cap space, it is a problem. Because what then are they doing? They're looking for a left tackle. What does that mean? Left tackles aren't cheap. You're either going to have to draft one high, or I, I don't even know, you can't find one. They, they don't exist, right? There's never like... Trent Williams just out there in free agency. Look at the top guys. They either they usually get traded because they're like not at like a Laramie Tunzel type situation. The Eagles when they got Jason Peters once upon a time. I mean, they just don't. You know, Joe Trent, Staley. Trent never, Brown became highly highly paid to play right tackle. Got hurt, but was playing right tackle for the Raiders. And yeah. their left tackle and, they and, drafted high. Who's that? Colton Miller. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear you want to get a good tackle, you got to draft him high, right? Trent Williams, once upon a time, I think was the fourth pick in the draft. The Eagles, Lane Johnson, once upon a time, was the fourth pick in the draft. Like, those guys just go, top tackles go really high. Uh, I just, I think the Niners were just in a predicament. They didn't, they, again, assuming that they're going to sign this guy, if, you, if, if you're going to sign this guy, I can understand it. Uh, not because I won't. I won't disagree with it because you wouldn't have had any cap. You wouldn't have been able to do it, right? Part of it is giving the guy a bonus immediately, and there's just cap implications that the Niners didn't have any big money guys. Their big money guy legitimately just signed Eric Armstead. Fred Warner hasn't signed a contract yet. McGlinchey's on a rookie deal. Warner's on a rookie deal. Sherman's an unrestricted free agent after this year. And you made a good point about the quarterback uh, before before well, that we you didn't want to restructure his deal because it, his deal is it's free and easy at this point. You don't want to box yourself into a spot where you don't want to be. Where maybe you do want not that we think they're going to do this, but if you right now you have flexibility with Jimmy, you could move on from him if you wanted to. Don't box yourself in, and they didn't. So the, the key for this not to be disastrous, though, guys, just predicated on Trent Williams signing. If it's it, you basically just we took the bullet for Trent Williams. I think you can live with it. If Trent Williams, you're not able to get a deal done, you got problems, right? I, I want to make two points. Number one, as it relates to Trent Williams, and I'm not saying this as a joke or to be funny or flippant, whatever. If you can get a deal done with Trent Williams, a money he agrees to, money you think is good value, we've seen the Niners consistently, even though we don't love this D4 deal, we think they do good value deals, then you do the deal. Stop. That said, 
I don't think all the injuries that we've seen in the NFL this year are accidents. I do think this is partly because of the no preseason. Um, some of this is the turf for the Niners, potentially. But like Saquon got hurt on grass. I've said it for months. It happened after the lockout. Injuries went way up because of the weird offseason. And, and I don't think this is an accident. So I would be concerned about every player on every team. I am concerned about every player on every team making it through the season. I'd be a little skittish about giving someone an extension early in this year, given the injuries that we've seen. Again, that said, I would still do it for this guy because I don't want to get to free agency with Trent Williams. So I would do it. Number two, could I do a where where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong on this 49ers trade? Like they were right to identify 2019 was going to be a big year for them. Let's go in. And like you said, they didn't even have Bosa yet, but they were right to know like we're going in the right direction. Let's do something kind of risky here. Get D Ford. If this hits, it's going to pay off because we think we're going to be a good football team. So they were right about it, but they 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 picked the wrong guy. And then they extended him when they got him, and then they did the deal again to restructure, which we get. But just in the moment, they I understood in retrospect they were right to take a swing because they did get good. He played 11 games. And I don't know this year. I mean, is he going to play another game for them this year? I I don't. What do you? You can't say that you I think said, he is. I, I I think I think there's a decent chance we never see D Ford again. Kyle Shanahan said on Monday. Turns out it's not his neck; it's his back. And again, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan. I don't think they have my number, but I could have given them some intel. I the Chiefs, they were selling that stock, and I'm of the belief. I have no problem taking good players from bad teams, right? Khalil Mack, Jamal Adams, Jalen Ramsey. I am a little concerned when the Ravens, when the Steelers, when Andy Reid, when Sean Payton goes, yeah, you can have this guy who's a pro bowler. Like 27 years old in his prime. We saw that consistently with Brandon Cooks. Like, what is up? And Belichick and Payton are like, take him. Like, again, I like doing deal with Mike McCagden, with, the dude in Jacksonville, with the Jets, with shitty teams. I'm not that comfortable doing a deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I just, I don't know, man. Now, I get it. In theory, speed rusher, their scheme, it was like the perfect fit. But the thing with the Chiefs, and he he didn't practice. His injuries were like, they just, they didn't think he could last. And one thing was clear. Not only didn't last, he's barely played for the Niners, right? Was in and out of the lineup all last year, and now shell of himself week one, and it already feels by week three. He didn't play week two, and I don't know. I think there's a decent chance. Like, I would put it above 50%. We never see D4 take another snap. I, th- I think it's fair to throw that out there. Yeah. There were rumors. Again, I don't know if it's Reddit rumors, but retirement. And just based on Kyle's, like, anytime it's a back, you know, not a good thing, right? You can't play... Like they remember when JJ Watt had the back thing? My take was like, I'm selling JJ Watt. It turns out he's just this all-time guy. Like, he's just gonna look like Gronk at every body part and still be solid. <laughs> I don't know how he's doing it. But wouldn't you say JJ Watt now with the knees in the back is an all-time outlier? Most defensive linemen just fall off a cliff once they have like a major back neck type injury. Mm-hmm. It just ends them. Yeah. It, you, you can't you can't play. Yeah. Yeah. They've paid him a lot of money, guy. Would you hesitate on Trent Williams? Go back to my first point, or would you just do the deal? I, if you my, could do my, it? my my pushback though is on that. 
I think there would be some urgency right now with Trent kind of looking around, going, holy shit. Maybe you could These guys are dropping like flies. I've been injured before, right? I've had an injury. Uh, I think he had a cancer scare he on did. top of that, remember? Where you go, you know, if I can just get Laramie, I can get I can get set for life now, and I already am because he's already made huge money, but I can get a, a deal on paper to just set me on this team, which I, assuming he likes being here and, and we haven't heard anything, and clearly the Niners like him and he's been there. Guy, he's arguably been their best player. I mean, he's just wrecking shop. You just probably signed the deal. And I think if you're the Niners, if you can get a quote-unquote discount, because it's football. Like, he could, like, just go down in the Rams game or whatever game, and at the day, you know, you sign him that week, and it's not because, like, oh, the preseason. Because I was thinking about this. I said on the 3 and Out podcast, I think right now the notion, and I got all my DMs are full up, middle cop, do you think it's the preseason? Well, guy, we've been talking about this for several years now. The majority of teams are not even fucking playing their top players in the preseason. Like Saquon Barkley, more than likely, would not have played a snap in the preseason. Now, if you if the pushback is the injuries are because there wasn't a normal offseason, so the typical from like March till middle of June, like that ramp-up period, then guys can just maintain for that month over the summer and then hit the ground running. I'll buy that, but I'm not buying preseason games. Remember, Rodgers, I don't think, took a snap last year. McVay hasn't played any of his guys in the preseason in three yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, look, not every injury is tied to it. I do buy it. Um, I was texting the with... The preseason games? Well, just the whole thing. Like, I do yeah, buy... Yeah, I'll buy the, the offseason. Yeah, but I, I buy the whole thing together. Like, the I was DMing with a, um, like a strength and conditioning coach who said he was... He, he works for a company that does, like, outsourced work for contract work for colleges and athletes and stuff. And he was saying internally, we all thought stuff was going to happen because he referenced something called, uh, like the, the, what did he call it? Let me look at my DM here. Load training load. He's like, it's not just the practice work. It's the getting ready to do He's because I don't think his premise is like, you can't really fake game intensity on your, like the impact on your body in practice. And so there is just this natural buildup where you play a series in the first preseason game, you play three series in the third one, you play a half in the second one or in the third one. But that that hasn't but that hasn't been taking place. Yeah, yet. not everybody does that. Saquon doesn't do it, but plenty of players still do do that. And just the preparation on your body to get to play a game for four weeks, right? Now, not every guy prepares for four weeks. Some of them prepare for two weeks, and they don't even play in those games, but they do the buildup stuff. He just thought there was a lot of stuff that you don't do. Um, that is normally just good, good for the body. Some good recon by Haberman. Yeah, and, and like I said, a listener of the podcast, Justin, you know, the evidence after the lockout was that injuries went up. So I don't think all of this stuff is all the same. Clearly, guys just get hurt playing the sport, right? Well, because I, I, I don't think we talk about this as much because we don't feel like the OTAs, right? I think that is an underrated period of just training with your teammates. There's got to be an intensity training with the all the linebackers. We go to these practices and then after they do little lifting pods, you, if you're Fred Warner or Luke Keekley or whoever, and you're just training with your guys, there's an intensity than just like, I'm just a linebacker for Seattle and Guy Haberman's my trainer and we're just one-on-one. Ain't the same, right? And on top of that, you're doing it with football activities, but it's not then we just go out there with Haberman, you're setting some cones for me to do some drills. I'm legitimately doing football practice, right? To me, that is probably an area that's a long period of time, right? Yeah. Everyone checks in 
right right around free agency, all the players start, and then it goes well after the draft. That's like three months of like legit hard training, especially the way they do it now. Phase one and two is like just all training, right? With your teammates and with just other NFL guys that just can't be the same of just me and three other dudes training in a gym. Yeah, aren't there some coaches, John, who feel like the fact that they hit less makes guys more apt to get injured once the games start? Since they hit less in practice? Probably the same kind of theory. Yeah, that's why Andy, I know, for, has always believed in like the 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 boxing mindset. Like they've always, they Chiefs still do run a physical practice of just the thuds and just building up the calluses on your body. Yeah, so, yeah. like you said, there is no way to replicate, even in boxing, showing up and legit boxing the guy without the headgear on for twelve rounds, or even UFC or whatever. Same with football. There is no way to replicate. Now you could argue a preseason game is. If the if the ones are ones are in, you're replicating it as close as possible. Yeah, you just right? get a little, maybe a little nerves, a little adrenaline, something that doesn't happen to you on Wednesday. Yeah, but know. my my pushback on that is I do think there has been a growing percentage of the money guys, which usually equals the star players. Right. Let they've been in sweats for those. Yeah, guys. you're right. Saquon wasn't going to do it anyway. And Saquon got hurt on grass, and Saquon might have just was good. maybe Saquon was going to get hurt. Bears historically questionable field, but he did get hurt in like two pl- two times, like three plays. Well, he got hit in he the wrist. ACL right after he tweaked. He tweaked his ankle. Yes, I I thought he went down. He went down three times on like one drive or two back to back drives. Anyway, the problem none of this applies to D Ford because you know this has been a reoccurring issue there. Yeah, he's just hurt. We were streaming during the fourth quarter of Monday Night Football. The game looked tight. Raiders took over. I walked away from that game kind of thinking, this is the John Gruden offensive output two weeks now in a row, and particularly at home against the Saints is a different animal than playing Carolina. That felt like the John Gruden team we'd been, I'd been waiting, I think we'd all been kind of waiting for. Maybe it's here, John. Maybe it's here. They look good, guy, and they looked really good on offense. We talked about it on the stream. They have a star tight end. Waller is a star. You know, I mean, there's just no way around it. I mean, he's a he's an excellent, elite, difference-making mismatch, right? It's just going to be hard. How many teams are going to have a guy that go, we feel we can cover Waller? Less than five? I mean, not many. There's just not going to be many. No, you I, could argue no one truly does. I'm just thinking about it. Like, who feels who would feel good about it? Well, Jamal Adams can't cover him, right? How many great – there aren't that many great cover safeties in the league. Maybe Eddie Jackson, the Bears, is probably the best cover safety. There just aren't many. Not many linebackers can really run with them. Can the Chiefs cover them? Yeah, I mean Honey Badger, but he's way taller than I Honey know. Badger. I what I think they would I what I think a good defense would try to do is wherever he lines up, I'm putting a linebacker overing him. I'm fucking jolting him at the line, and then my safety's coming over the top. So I'm I'm rerouting him. This is something I learned in Philly. I like this. Use your fists. Not a lot of people do this. Well, it's just the reroute at the line of scrimmage. I'm just, I'm hit, because you can hit him at the line of scrimmage. You have to reroute him. And once I reroute him, it throws him off. If you just give him a free release, he's a thoroughbred, right? And so many guys give tight ends free releases. Well, George Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, all these guys, Jordan Reed types, they they run like wide receivers. So you're just good luck because the linebackers and the safeties are flat-footed or the safeties are way behind them. You got to reroute him. And then just hopefully you got to cover safety. Josh Jacobs, I don't care what his box score looks like, is a fucking monster. Well, can I interrupt right? you on that? 
I do care yeah. because to me, what's cool about him is that his box score is missing. His box score, to me, what's interesting about him is that his box score does not tell the story. I don't even know. Sometimes it does. Well, right? yeah, sometimes Some it, does, it does. But like yesterday was, Monday was was an example of throw the box score out the window. Well, and probably, I bet if we really like went back and tallied it, he had a couple where the dudes missed and the D linemen are just lighting him up five yards behind the line of scrimmage. That happened twice, this thing off the top of my head. So it's like he probably had 85. He had a better box score. He had a more productive game. Yeah, to me, he had it felt more like 27 for 110. Like it if you did. just it's said, what do you think he did? He had 27 carries. I've been like 27, 120. But you, you know feel what? him. Not he every, makes you feel him. Yeah, you feel him. And not every yard sometimes is Sometimes four yards. Equal. Yeah. Right? To, like sometimes it's you need two yards here. Get two yards. Like it felt like whenever he had to get a yard, he got a yard. And they and well, they for, fed exa- him. for example, Alvin Kamara, right? You're terrified of him. Like, can't let him get in space. Can't let him get in space. We just got to corral him. Josh Jacobs probably has, has linebackers thinking like, God damn, I got to tackle this guy, right? <laughs> like, this guy's coming downhill. I'm not, I don't think linebackers are going like, God, Alvin Kamara's running at me. It's like, thank God he's running at me. Thank God he's not running to the left or right of me. So I got to chase him. Where I think Josh is one of those, I think Zeke is probably the king of this right now in the NFL. Like, holy shit, this guy's coming downhill, right? Just, I, I got to, I got to tackle this tow truck and and then you factor in brian edwards is the all rookie look team and i think he's i texted with some people with the raiders he's they think he's really talented he just gonna, they just gotta he looks get him like the ball. He, maybe because he wears 89 and that was james jones's number he looks like a 12-year vet yeah he, he looks like he's been in the league 10 years and made four pro bowls right and then you got Rugs who could just fly. And whether he's catching it or not, he's terrifying people because he's the fastest guy on the field. And then if Derek, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a quarterback league. Like, to me, we talk about all these pieces. Like, if you have a shitty quarterback, all that stuff's not going to matter as much. I thought Derek, I, I picked up some coffee this morning. And I flipped on, I just had Mad Dog Radio on, and Adam Shine had Rich Gannon on. And I thought Rich just opened it up. He's like, I think that's the best game Derek's played in a handful of years. When you just factor in start to finish, how well he played, given the opponent, given the pressure of it Monday night, just like that's a big boy max quarterback game. That's what his coach wants of him. That's what we've seen back in the peak of Derek. You could argue, given everything, that's the best game he's had since his MVP season. I, I, without thinking much about it, I would say, yeah, I thought what was big in that game was they're down 10 nothing. He gets sacked on back-to-back plays, and it's like, all right, like what? What are you guys gonna do? Derek came out. I think I don't remember exactly if it was after the miss to Rugs. He had eight straight passes at one point, and I think after those back-to-back sacks, it kind of. You, I'll tell you what was going through my mind was: is he spooked? Is he is he overhyped? What what is what's happening? Maybe there's a basic explanation. I know one of those plays you were telling me. He just said, "Oh, the receiver got bumped. I couldn't step into the throw. Whatever." But he just started making decisions. It was the, it was the, it was that double move for Waller where the broadcast was kind of killing him. It was so that was the second like, sack. You got to pull the trigger. I think it was the second yeah. sack, right? In back-to-back sacks. It was yeah. the third sack. He got sacked 3 times in their first two drives. It was like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, Gre- Gre- was like, "Pull the trigger. He's wide open." Well, he started he completed eight straight balls. To me, when I watched the game back on Tuesday morning, he just started getting the ball out so fast. And I think this is where it's a credit to him and it's a credit to Gruden. When you look at the Raiders 
I, I will box score scout for a second just because I remember all but one of these plays. Um, when you go through who we threw the ball to, okay, Waller had 12 catches, 103 yards. So like you said, this guy's a stud, one of the best players in the NFL, hard to stop. Brian Edwards had two catches. I remember both of them. He looked sweet on both. One, he was coming wide open across the middle right. The other one was down the left sideline. They were both big-time plays. What I'm getting at here is you don't have – you've got one guy with 12 catches, and then you if you didn't watch the game and just watch the box score, you'd be like, what are all these guys with one catch? Do these matter, or do they have nobody else who can step up? I would argue they had a bunch of guys step up. Hunter Renfro, three catches for 37 yards. Foster Morrow, I remember that play. It was a 31-yard – it was his only catch of the game. It was a 31-yard play down the right side. Nelson Aguilar's one catch. He looked like he was running a 4-3-40. How about the little move? He like keep he put his hand in the ground like it was sweet. Zay Jones one that guy, catch. That guy, that guy in Philly they ain't making fun of Nelson after catching no. that ball. <laughs> Zay Jones one catch was the touchdown before the half. I I'll, I will admit I don't remember Devontae Booker's catch for six yards. It was a swing route. Okay. It was just like a dump off. Alex I, guy, I'm a I'm a Devontae Booker stand from Utah. Well, he uh, got he just got buried on the depth chart at Denver. Uh, Alec Ingold, two catches. One of them was a sweet, wide-open misdirection. Didn't see him come in touchdown catch. Jason Witten, one catch, three yards, but it was a first down, remember? Yeah. Uh, Ruggs, one catch for four yards, but he drew two pass interference plays and was open on the deep ball that Derek overthrew him. So, uh, like, 28 receptions spread out over a bunch of guys. But to me, that was not, well, they only have Waller, and then I don't know how these other guys are going to fit. Like, they found a way, Derek and John, they found a way to fit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys into the game plan to catch balls. And I'd say 10 of those guys that caught a ball made an impactful, impactful play. catcher. I agree. If this team's going to go to the playoffs, a long box I think we'll, reading, but I had a point. Yeah, but I, I, I think over the next three weeks, if they win two of these next three games, I, I feel pretty confident they are a playoff team because they're playing the Patriots, the Bills, and the Chiefs. You win two of these next three games, you're four and one with several wins over playoff teams, and these next three weeks would be AFC playoff teams, right? And I, I'm really talking more about the next. If they can win these next two games, I expect them to lose to the Chiefs. But if you can beat the Patriots and the Bills. Like, one of those two teams is a lock playoff team, and I think it's decent. It's fair to say one of those other teams is going to be a wild card, especially if Cam stays good and the Bills aren't going to go away. These next two weeks are huge. Now, you could argue somehow maybe you get some rolling, maybe attempt to compete with the Chiefs, but I I still think the Chiefs are just so much better. that it, it, it would be huge for the Raiders to make the playoffs. They have an offense that can make the playoffs, right? They have yep. an offense that should be, I think it's fair to say now, at the end of the season, compete to be a top five scoring offense. They should have 10-plus games where they score 30-plus points. They already got it's, two. It, the, the thing is, when you play the Chiefs, when you play the Bills, I don't expect you to score 35, right? But I still expect you, if you're a top five offense, you're still able to score 24, right? Right, right. And be, and be tied going into the fourth quarter. That's where a good offense, like a great offense, I bet if we you know, the best offenses of all time, they're going to have a couple games where they won it because that was the game their defense stepped up and they were able to get to 23 points and they won the game 23 to 20. So that's where, to me, the step is like, they can't have, if they're going to win 10 games, less of those like, God, they didn't fucking get it past midfield till the fourth quarter. Right. That should never happen with this team, no, right? No, Because they have so many options and I think one thing Monday night proved, and maybe the Saints defense is just, you know, maybe it's not good. 
but it is not good at this point. But they did okay last week against Brady. Um, but I I think what what kind of has me bullish on them, in addition to the scoring and how good Derek looked, was just that they. I think it's hard to find a way to work all these guys in, and they found a way to work them all in and make it feel balanced, not make it feel like they had to they had to get the ball to anybody other than Waller, and everyone knew they wanted to get the ball to him, and they did. So I'm with you. The next two weeks are big. That's To me, that's kind of saying, like, win one of the next two. I mean, if they were to w- beat New England, I wouldn't have to wait until Buffalo to say this should be a playoff team. I kind of feel like they should be yeah. a playoff team now. Just how many teams in the AFC, if we went through it, do you say, I feel like they do one thing really well? Because I watch this team, and I think they do one thing really well. I, they kept giving the ball to Josh Jacobs. You knew they're down 10 nothing. They got to throw the ball. They did. They did it successfully. You know if they get a lead. That was the other thing. They got a lead, and then Josh Jacobs can help you put them away. So, I mean, to me, I look at them right now going, I'm going to be disappointed after these first two weeks if this team doesn't make the playoffs. It's going to be a disappointment. Well, to me, when you say teams do one thing really well, I think the Chiefs for sure, yep. the Ravens for sure. Yep. I think the Steelers for sure, their defense is elite, right? Yep. Their defense is dominant. Uh, so that's three teams. I think it's fair to say the Bills now have proven for several years their defense is really good. And then their offense is coming. But I don't, their offense doesn't define them, their defense does. And their physicality. So to me, the Bills, I think we're still determining what the Patriots are, but they get the benefit of the doubt. And if Cam's Cam's healthy, he's a playoff guy. Bill's Bill, he's a Super Bowl guy. So you just combine the two. It's like healthy Cam, Bill, like they're not gonna suck. Right. So that's this game's big. I honestly just in the short, in the micro view, this game's fucking fun. I, I I'm looking forward to this thing. Right. I, I'm looking much more forward to this game now, going into like over the last 48, 50 plus hours that we've seen Cam and then the Raiders than I would have been to start the season. Because I've been like, eh, is Cam really healthy? Are the Raiders going to be that good? You know, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. We, I mean, I think we get this game. I think we get a doubleheader. Oh, yeah, morning. we do. Giant 49ers and the Raiders. I'm excited. DraftKings, promo code HAM, sign up, shot at a million bucks, get in our league, play football with us. DraftKings, it's fun. Guy, okay, download the app, DraftKings. Check out the App Store. It's really easy. We've been playing fantasy games now for, what, three months? Obviously, golf. Oh, <sighs> up until football. Now we're two weeks into football. Uh, I, I, I reserved a spot. How, do you know how many spots we got left this week? Yeah, we got, uh, we, we've got we full? 28 spots left. 28 spots left. Get in it right now. Download the DraftKings app. Promo code HAM. Come play a little fantasy with us. 150-person game. They're also, yeah, DraftKings. It's going to be a great time. We had a good time Sunday. I, I've been good in golf. I have not figured it out in football yet. I, I don't think I've had a top 50 finish in our first two games. So I'm aiming for just incremental improvements here, John. Tell your friends. That's I'm the other you. thing. Share it. <laughs> yeah. Share it. A lot of people DMing me. I want it in the football game. We got it out there. Get in our league. Get in our game. And get on it. Can't wait. DraftKings, promo code ham. Promo code ham. If you have any problems, just DM us. We'll get you squared away. By the way, as an aside... There's this reoccurring game that I accidentally made last week. It's called the U.S. Open. Don't enter it. It's a shitty game. <laughs> I mean, if it fills, we'll play it. It's some random tournament in the Dominican Republic this week. But people, I think, I, are I'm down to play. I am down to play a golf. I think in several weeks called the Zozo. Tiger's putting it on. All the top guys okay. are going. Well, like it, I think it, the field will be good and it'll be on TV. Just stay out of this one called the U.S. Open. This game's not even on television. Correct? Not even on TV. No. So don't. <laughs> I mean, if it fills, then I guess we'll play it. But. Hopefully it doesn't.
All right, Middlecoff, time for the two-minute drill. We tried a bunch of stuff we want to get to, but you know us. We talk too long about something. We'll go on forever, all these topics. So we're going to try and tighten it up. We give, our, we give ourselves a, a two-minute timer. We'll ask each other, and uh, we're going to start with the Los Angeles football chargers, John. Anthony Lynn has been very clear that Justin Herbert is his backup. He even called him the backup, even though we don't know that Tyrod Taylor is starting this week. Why does Anthony Lynn hate Justin Herbert? Do you even think he hates Justin Herbert? Hate would be a strong word, but I think he is trying to tell the media and all the fans and basically every person that watched that game because it was Nance and Romo, it was the national game, he's not that good. And I know you guys saw a couple explosive throws, almost trying to say he doesn't know the offense, couldn't get us into checks. You know, he just, Tyrod's my guy. My issue with Anthony Lynn is I think he's too close to the forest to see the trees, guy. Someone told me who around that team that Anthony Lynn views Tyrod Taylor like as much as a player, like as a son. He was around him in Buffalo. He loves Tyrod Taylor. For years with Phillip Rivers, there were always some rumblings like, they think Tyrod Taylor might be better. And even bad Rivers games, people would be like, shut up. This is so stupid. And then it was like, okay, you finally got your wish. Week one, you're playing the fucking Bengals. Like, I was like, should I throw some money on this? The Chargers, they're way better than the Bengals. And guy, I look up about third, late third, early fourth quarter of that game. It was 13 to 10. I'm like, what is going, Tyra, I, you can't tell me, make any excuse. I don't even need to go back and watch that game. Your quarterback can't be that good if you struggle to beat Joe Burrow in his debut when they're not even scoring points. Like, I'm putting that on Tyrod Taylor. I saw Justin Herbert. What are we doing, guy? I think what's interesting is if he plays this week, who do they play? They play the Panthers. The Panthers are not viewed as a very good football team. And on one hand, I go, well, this would be the perfect place for Herbert to start. If you're pro Tyrod, you'd say this is the perfect game for Tyrod to start. But what if Tyrod starts and they don't look explosive against the Panthers? Maybe Herbert, maybe then it becomes undeniable if they don't look explosive against the Bengals and then with Tyrod and the Panthers? Well, part of it, right, was he had some peck issue. He took the Tortorol shot, body reaction, super pain, had to go to the hospital. I do think if this persists throughout the week, that Justin and Justin Herbert plays and plays well again, he won't even be able to talk. His best case for his argument would be Tyrod Taylor coming back, playing well, and then he can just shut everyone up for a minute. All right, two minutes, you're up. Okay, guy. On Sunday Night Football, Chris Collinsworth, because there was a story Russ Wilson has never received a MVP vote. Chris Collinsworth said, well, I screwed up a couple years ago. I turned in my vote late. They revoked my vote. And in 2019, he's like, PFF, the company I own, voted Russell Wilson the MVP. So in turn, I would have voted, I guess PFF just vote for Chris Collinsworth, would have voted Russell Wilson the MVP. But overall, Russell Wilson's never received a vote. Unlike basketball or baseball, there's not a tier system. You just vote for one guy. Do you think 2020 is the first year that Russell Wilson finally receives a vote. I think it's the first year he receives a vote. I think he wins the MVP this year. I think we are on our way to Russell Wilson's first MVP vote being enough votes for him to win the MVP. He went for 322 yards against Atlanta, threw for 288, but an incredible shootout. John, he's got nine touchdown passes through two games. I've been listening to some other football podcasts. The internet thinks that it's all because of them that Pete Carroll is throwing the football now. Uh, whatever. I heard Kevin Clark make a good point, though. He's like, Pete's getting a little older. Maybe he's going for it. 
Again, maybe, I don't know. Russell looks incredible. Nine touchdowns, one pick. Um, he's carrying this team. They might be the best team in the NFC. We'll see. Here's the thing why I feel pretty confident betting on Russ two weeks since because I've seen this guy. He's an all-time great. We all know he's an all-time great. And I I wonder if people now are a little more cognizant of this is an MVP level player. Let's make sure he gets his due. He went on the mega cast wearing his Russell branded hat, his Russell branded shirt. He's out there branding Russell. I thought it was great that he went on Monday Night Football on ESPN, just getting himself even more out there. That not not that he needs it. So yeah, man, I I can't believe they took Collinsworth's vo- Collinsworth's vote though. That's cold blooded. Can I can I push back also on the internet thinking they're responsible for let Russ cook? Yeah. I think a big reason Russ is really cooking is they've added DK Metcalf, yeah. who had, I think, seven touchdowns last year. He had a touchdown week one, touchdown week two. I think it's safe to say he's headed for a double-digit touchdown season. That has to be a factor, right? Drafting DK Metcalf. When they drafted him, it showed this is what we want to do with Russ. <laughs> yeah. All right, John. Back to you. A man that once broke your heart by going bald and becoming part of the brotherhood and then reversing course and willing his brain to grow hair. Jason Witten made a catch on Monday Night Football, and I said to you after the game, it is unacceptable. Anytime Jason Witten makes a play on Monday Night Football, hell, he doesn't have to make a play. When he's on the field, it should be acknowledged. This is Monday Night Football's Jason Witten. Will we ever see anything like this again? And should they acknowledge Jason Witten on Monday Night Football? Yeah, I don't think it's humanly possible for them to get into a situation where a guy retires, definitely not in another position, maybe quarterback, right? Remember there were rumblings about Tony Romo. You had told me the story, like the ringer did some article about Andy Reid once begged Troy Aikman after Donovan McNabb, like punctured a spleen, like come out of retirement. And Troy even like slept on it. He did. Like it's, it's to me as a position player, like Jason Witten just didn't just retire. He was the Monday night, analyst Monday night football not like Jonathan Vilma the worst game on Fox Monday night fucking football now he was getting eviscerated he claimed he didn't really read it I do think it's somewhat hard to avoid but still I hold Jason Witten in uh in poor just I I was always offended by the bald thing because then guy after he got out of TV he just shaved his head like me but I don't think it's even I don't think it's possible because I think most times it's going to be an older guy. It's just, it, it, well, no, we'll, we will never, ever see that again. And you're right. They don't even mention it. Like, hey, Lewis and Greasy, this guy used to sit here. Right now, here. Part of it is the, he wore that headset. Is the, play by, is the play-by-play guy changed? That's so true, that probably but still, he wore, that headset probably has a piece of tape underneath the piece that says Rick, that says Witten on it, that they just put it on yeah. the table so everyone knows. I got this from, thank you for making the, the clarification. I guess he wasn't. He didn't shave it before he got the fake hair. He had he put the really toupee. thinning hair. Then went was it toupee? Had to be toupee, not plugs, right? You don't go the pain yeah. of plugs and then just buzz it or uh, pick no. it. But in any event, all right. But then, but then guy he immediately shaved once he got to Dallas. Yeah, it was like God, Jason. All right, what you could have done for our kind. Next up, okay, guy, uh, Bryson DeChambeau won the U.S. Open. He's obviously now believed. won like. I think he's like one of three guys to win the U.S. Open, the U.S. Amateur, and the NCAA Championship. Yep. Like he's in, he's in rare category. The other two, he, I don't gonna, think I'm, I don't know their names, but haven't heard of them before. Yeah, Tiger and Jack. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's just going to go down. I think it's fair to say potentially he's an all-time great, but he's a very polarizing player. Something he's taking some criticism for is when he gave his press conference, he immediately went in to like this 
just open season on his sponsors, starting by thanking Bentley. Mm. Is it okay as a golfer to start, not your parents, not your teacher, not the golf course, thanking your sponsors? Absolutely. Because I told you, and I texted you this when I saw it, immediately afterwards, he went to the big screen, his family was there, his dad, his mom, a bunch of other people. And had, you know his dad, right? I, yeah, I uh, John knew his dad. John, yeah, I texted him a while back. I texted his coach Mike Shy yesterday. Um, his dad, See the bald guy. Be, yeah, his dad, Mike Shy, the bald guy. No, no, no. His dad, John, was is bald. Mike, you don't actually see Mike usually. He's not. He wasn't at that event. You don't usually see him on the range. One of his coaches, maybe, but his original coach, like the single length clubs, the everything Bryson since Bryson was a kid, Mike Shy. And uh, Mike Shy and John DeChambeau used to do a radio show, a, a weekly golf show on the station that I worked at in Fresno. And I got to know them. Both really enjoyable guys, high-level guys. Mike Watney, Nick's uncle, actually gave a kidney to John DeChambeau. Incredible health story a few years ago. So it's nuts. Anyway, I've always just you know rooted for Bryson. I know you have just big picture, knowing kind of the background with him. Clearly, you cannot get this good without working your fucking ass off. And he's done it. He's done it. And it 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 is undeniable. I do wonder a little bit now. Maybe everyone's going to go protein shake. Everyone's going to do the math. Is there something about this guy? Like we said, before he did any of this, he won an NCAA championship and a U.S. amateur. I don't know what that list before is. Before he ever got big. Before, before he ever, he got, ever big. got big. I wonder if we're looking at kind of Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, Russ Wilson. Like, oh, we're just going to find a bunch of versatile runners who can also throw. <laughs> My guess is most guys who get swole don't keep hitting their wedges as well as he does. They don't putt as well as he does. They don't think like he does. They don't compete like he does. They don't work like he does. Maybe he's going to revolutionize the game to some degree, but it's like, oh, Tiger, everybody got fit, but none of them were Tiger until Brooks Kepka came along, and even he got hurt a lot sooner than Tiger did. So I think Bryson, I mean, this is not a controversial take. He's so good for the game. Let him be him. Let him thank Bentley. That's This is what you're asking. I got no problem with him thanking Bentley. He just, I watched him spend eight minutes. It's kind of awkward. You got everyone around you. He had a really touching moment with his family. So he gave them their due. Bentley deserves their due too. Bentley pays the rent, John. Bentley pays Listen, the rent. Listen, I know, I know this, is, I, this is a two-minute drill, but God, I love this topic. Yeah. Do you think that it will hurt his stock within his sport that it feels like every player on tour does not like him? Like he does not have friends. But it like they do feel not like, like Patrick. Him. Like, you know who seems to like him is Tiger. Yeah, Phil likes him too. But they are they're way older. Like they're but they're think, not gonna be around as but much. But it doesn't feel like some guys just are kind of put off by his his stuff. Like Patrick Reed, it feels like people hate Patrick Reed. Right? Yeah. I think Bryce and people just kind of put off with the whole being different thing. Which is different. the difference is this guy's better probably than Patrick oh, this Reed. I mean, he is like who cares? So, His thing is like, man, Tiger likes he's just me gonna and kick I win. He, so I got my. This fan. guy could just kick the shit out of everyone for the next five years. I talked to him at East Lake a couple of years ago. He was so like so enjoyable. I mean, it was just easy to talk to. Like that's the thing. I know you said you saw him talk to Riggs. Like he doesn't. He's not some. Now I Patrick Reed did too, but uh, I don't know. I, I enjoy <laughs> Bra- hashtag branding. I enjoy listening to him talk. <laughs> I feel you. Last one. We don't even have to go two minutes. Yeah. Uh, Deion Sanders is already getting into it with the media, John. He had a press <laughs> conference. Somebody tweeted a reporter that his staff has T.O. and Warren Sapp on it. He tweeted, this is not true. You're getting off on the wrong foot with me. Calling out the bullshit immediately. He's not going to do the Gruden thing, wait three months, and then tell people everybody he had COVID and it was not a fake like everybody said. He called it out right away. Could you have a staff 
Will he have a staff with T.O. and Warren Sapp? I'll be I'll be honest, guy. At this point, if Warren Sapp and Terrell Owens, not one of the two of them, if both of them are not on his staff, I will be very disappointed. Because it's one thing to read a fake news tweet. Shit happens all the time, right? We get lied to on Twitter all the time. That one, though, I think every human believed, like, oh, my God, we believed it. Deion Sanders landed Warren Sapp. I followed Deion on uh, on Instagram. Warren Sapp was at his house on Sunday watching NFL football. So like, it might be true. They're friends. Yeah, but Terrell Owens, I like, if he has both those two guys, I mean, is Jackson State getting some sweet, like, TV games? Like, they're getting some love, getting some guys. good players. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I'll be... I'll be more dis- like Terrell Owens on the sideline with Dion would be but pretty. Do you think Warren? I mean, it's hard. I start thinking that, and then I think, well, I think Warren would be incredible. I think they'd both be really good. I if I this is what I, I would ask is if I, if those guys are on staff, they still have to go on like a a a you know whatever the ESPN morning show is. Like well, Tio used would to you do? A- would you do Amazon Prime Jackson State? If yes, you're Dion, Jim Thornby just tweeted that at me. Like, didn't he do hard knocks on this team? Yeah, I, I think guy. I hope Terrell Owens is on a staff. I hope Terrell Owens more than Warren Sapp. I want T.O. I want them both. Anything else? Have a good a day. Part up for Thursday night football. I guess we'll have to make the call on this pick here, on our lock of the our double lock of the week. We're already straying from the. Uh, we'll we'll the plan, let it. We'll, we'll let it uh, marinate, marinate, okay. and make a decision on Friday. That's speed. Later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.